Welcome to Strike Deck Radio, a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by Strike Deck and the Success League. Strike Deck is a customer success automation platform that helps CSMs effectively manage their customer relationships. The Strike Deck solution enables churn prevention, upsells, and customer advocacy. They use machine learning and predictive analytics to bubble up insights and alerts about customer health, sentiment, and engagement. The Success League is a consulting firm focused on customer success. We work with executives who are ready to build and develop a top-performing customer success team that drives retention and revenue for their organization. We also offer training programs for CSMs and customer success leaders. For more information, you can visit our website at thesuccessleague.io. My name is Kristen Heyer, and I'm the host of Strike Deck Radio and the founder and CEO of the Success League. Today, John Leno, the Vice President of Customer Success from Service Titan, is joining me to talk about a very cool initiative he kicked off with his team called Align. John, I'm so glad you're willing to share this effort on today's show, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thank you, Kristen. Uh, Really appreciate the invitation, and uh, look forward to talking with you today and share some of the great things we're doing at Service Titan. Cool. So I find that everyone has a different path into the field of customer success. So how did you land here and how did you end up at Service Titan? Uh, Great question, Kristen. Like most success leaders, I didn't necessarily take a traditional path. I don't know how many people started their career and said, I want to be a customer success management professional. Uh, Just from (laughs) consulting, I, I took the experiences that I learned there uh, into some service management roles. And then I took a little bit of a sales path and account management and uh, fortunately found my way here to Service Titan where I thought it was just a perfect opportunity to uh, leverage all the things I've done in my past and help build the success function in a company that is paving a new way in our industry. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You kind of had both, it sounds like, the services and the sales side. I came in to it out of the sales side. I don't often meet people that have both. So that's really cool. Yeah, I really, I think I've learned a lot on the sales side, but really my passion is really helping our customers you know, find breakthroughs in their business with the capabilities of our software. And I think that's one of the great things about uh, customer success as uh, a skill set and a, a career path is that you constantly get to learn new things from our customers and then figure out how to help others achieve similar success and um, breakthroughs in their business. Can you share a little bit more about Service Titan? I, I know the company has an interesting origin story and mission, and I know the audience would also love to hear more about how your customer success team is structured. Yeah, I think uh, our story is quite unique in that uh, our co-founders are the sons of a general contractor and a plumber, and they really brought their passion for helping their fathers run their businesses more effectively. Yeah. Uh, It's an incredibly underserved uh, industry, and software as a service is changing the game. And so we're really excited about what we do and, and how we help them. When you look at our core values, two of the three that really resonate are changing lives and achieving the extraordinary. And so uh, when we look at that, we are constantly focused on how do we help them, uh, you know, take their business to the next level. And for us, what I find particularly um, unique about Service Titan is when I came here, MPS is absolutely the highest metric held up in the company. And so when you talk about a commitment uh, to customer success and making it the core metric that measures most of the company, if not all of, of what we do, uh, it, it really mm-hmm. resonated with me. 
Uh, in terms of the actual customer success function, I would say we're, we're generally organized in similar way as many uh, SaaS companies are today, uh, where we have various segments and the teams are focused uh, on, a, on a portfolio of customers. The one thing that I find relatively unique is being in a vertical as a SaaS company, uh, you get to go very deep with it, with our customers on what are the best practices and understanding the context of what are the outcomes they're trying to achieve and really learn the industry at the same time of understanding the capabilities of our platform relative to what they're trying to achieve. Yeah, it's it's really cool what you guys are doing over there, and I and that leads really right into the um, topic for today, which is your Align initiative. Uh, so when I was out in your office a few weeks ago, I got the chance to attend one of your Align kickoff meetings, and I thought it was a really interesting approach to helping customers achieve outcomes. So can you give us a little bit of an overview of the Align program and your vision for that? Absolutely. The um, in, in our brand promise, there's three principles that we really uh, focus on and center on. Specifically, we, we talk to our customers about helping them to, one, grow revenue, two, create efficiencies in their business, and three, improve their customers' experience. And so with those mm-hmm. three uh, brand promises in mind, uh, we developed a set of playbooks that would really help customers, specifically the owners of these home services businesses, to unlock more value on our platform directly tied to one of those three um, promises and over the year, really all three. And so that's what that's how we designed that program. So we started to come up with a set of plays that were really pr- prioritized by impact to the customer's business. And then we okay. could adapt those plays. So what we do is we really understand what are those plays uh, prioritized by impact to the customer's business and then work with the CSMs to help them adapt them to the customer's goals and the brand promise they're making to their customers. And then we worked to understand what will be the plays over the course of 2019 aligned to the owner's goals uh, that we can work on a quarter by quarter basis. Okay, cool. So what was the original driver behind Align? Why, why did you think it was important to have a program like that at place, in place at Service Titan? Well, we came up with this idea in Q4. And with the new year on the horizon, we know it's really a time of reflection for, for everybody, uh, both personally and mm-hmm. professionally. And so um, we really wanted to make sure that for 2019, we had an initiative and a strategy that really, um, you know, right to what the name says, aligned with what our business owner's goals were. And so we, we reached out um, actually through somewhat of an automated way, a tech touch way to collect the information and then prepare for the calls in Q4 to discuss in further detail mm-hmm. what they wanted to accomplish. I, I think for us, we were focused on creating a really strategic success engagement call that was both mm-hmm. actionable, but most importantly, focused on what outcomes they wanted to see in their business in 2019. So John, what, what has the initial feedback been like from your customers on these meetings? The initial feedback's been really positive. Uh, historically, when we've reached out to them with something proactive, it was really targeted. And it was really based on an agenda that we were trying to drive because it was tied to some release or it was tied to some adoption area where we thought we were lagging. And this one flipped the script a little bit in that we were just talking to them about 
what is the outlook for their 2019 business and how do we help them? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I got to see one of the initial meetings that you had. Uh, so I kind of know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask it anyway for the audience's sake. Um, how was your customer success team involved in this effort? Uh, it was really uh, a truly collaborative effort where the entire team mobilized around it. Um, as you mentioned, you saw one of the three meetings when I talked about our three mm-hmm. brand promises. We had a training session uh, where it had four or five plays each uh, you know, brand promise or each value area. And so the way that came to be is here at Service Titan, we're pretty fortunate. We have an incredibly savvy uh, success architect who came out of the industry, and she was paired up with an enablement manager to design the whole program. Once we had that design, uh, a small team of success managers in each of those four, or sorry, those three value areas built up the playbooks as well as, as templates for the outreach to customers, and then led training sessions where we went through the plays, but also uh, somewhat role played and modeled customer conversations so that everybody felt truly mm-hmm. prepared to start engaging on, on this initiative. Very cool. I know I asked you about uh, customer feedback, but what has the feedback been like from your team on this program? What do they like about it? And have they said that they have any concerns about it? It's interesting. I think uh, what they realize is it's not just about, you know, setting a goal or if anybody uses an OKR methodology, it's it's definitely one of our OKRs for, for 2019. But they're seeing how the conversations extend beyond just what we're talking about align as an initiative. These become uh, tools in, in their toolkit to have with customers at any given time in the name of what that customer is trying to accomplish. So they really like the fact that we have metric-based play, metric plays that help to understand mm-hmm. our customers' needs and the ability to measure. You know, I think if there's any concerns, it's, you know, how do we measure – or sorry, if there's any concerns, how do we manage expectations – because a really mm-hmm. great business owner will want to achieve everything at once. And I think that's sometimes <laughs> where you start to see the scope yeah. creep and you don't accomplish anything because you're trying to do everything. And that's one thing that I really believe is, is great in the design is that we're very focused for a 90-day period on moving a specific business metric based on some best practices. Yeah, I think that's fantastic because it can be really distracting when you're trying to do too many things at once. And, you know, you can always go on and and choose a different goal to focus on later. But if you start with one main focus, it, it can really help. Before we continue with the rest of this interview, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Do you need training for your customer success team? The Success League offers both instructor-led online classes and on-site team workshops. Our online classes are one hour long and offered at two different times each week to serve our global customers. They're a fantastic option for geographically dispersed teams or teams who want to build their skills but don't have a lot of time each week. Each online class includes exercises, a worksheet, and a resources list so that CSMs can keep learning beyond the session. On-site workshops cover core skills in-depth and incorporate discussion, group exercises, and role-playing to drive learning and teamwork. They are a wonderful choice for teams who work in the same location or groups who are getting together for a company event. 
For more information about our online classes or our workshops, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io. I also want to remind you that the Customer Success Network hosts customer success events all over the Bay Area. These meetups occur once a month and include networking, presentations, and lively roundtable discussions about important topics in the field. Please visit meetup.com slash customer success network to see a list of upcoming events. We would love to have you join us. And now back to our interview. So John, what do you see as the biggest value this program will deliver to Service Titans customers in the long run? The biggest value, and I think a lot of success leaders could probably empathize with this, is having meaningful conversations at the highest level of sponsorship. Now, for us, it's the business owners. And, and oftentimes, mm-hmm. success managers work at a point of contact level that's operational and in the day-to-day. And, and that's really important to, to make all of our customers successful. But really having an initiative that takes a step back and, and helps the, the primary stakeholder or owner think through where they want to go in their business and, and showing how we're truly a business partner and reinforcing how the platform can help you reach certain points or milestones in your business, I think is the mm-hmm. biggest value. It's, it's, you know, if somebody's a Stephen Covey, you know, follower, it's, it's sharpening the saw, <laughs> taking the time yeah. to stop and think about what lies ahead, as opposed to either being reactive to the day to day or, or driving against, you know, the latest email in your inbox. And so that's where I really believe it, it has a ton of value to our customers' business. I, I do. And I also think this is great for your team because one of the things that I notice um, customer success teams struggle with is, is trying to help their teams um, with content for those conversations with the you know, business owners or with buyer level people inside organizations. And without a framework, it's it's really hard to, you know, know always what you should be talking with those folks about. And so I love that this is giving your team that framework. Absolutely. I think we've had uh, very candid conversations internally that if you don't show up with something tied to value, that it's very easy to slip into the everything that's not right conversation. Right? Yeah, we, we, exactly. That's what we do in success. We, we deal with, this is a challenge. You know, why doesn't this work this way? Can you talk to your product team? And that's, that's par for the course. It comes with the job. But I also believe yeah. until you put yourself somewhat on the offense and say, I really care about your business. And I want to understand more. Uh, those conversations mm-hmm. don't flow naturally. Nobody, nobody wants to jump on a call right. and say, what's going right today? Nobody wants to talk about that. Right? They just, yeah. it's not top of mind. <laughs> so when you go there, it's just amazing the way the lines of communication just open up because naturally mm-hmm. people want to talk about you know, their success. And I think it, it, it starts to tie into, you want to build on that success. And that's really some of the design and the thought process behind align and and why we want to take it forward in 2019 is really more core to who we are Mm -hmm. as a service titan success team and you know what we bring to the table every day yeah it's it's fantastic um i know that adoption is the focus of a lot of customer success teams um and it of course is important but why do you think that customer success needs to move beyond that focus on adoption well, adoption to me, and not to trivialize it because it's very important. It's a it's an important indicator. But mm-hmm. adoption is a kind com- it's a company centric goal, right? It's what you're mm-hmm. looking at as 
you know, the service provider or the software provider to make sure that you are in a good position to move forward with that customer. Uh, value realization, however, I believe is a truly customer centric goal. And so, right. you know, once you start to focus there and actually tie to their outcomes, I truly believe you become churn proof. Um, I believe adoption can send false positives into your retention and churn mitigation processes. Uh, but mm-hmm. I believe when you're reinforcing the value and if you're fortunate enough like Service Titan to, to see how their business metrics are moving because we can literally look at you know, you know, potential growth in the number of jobs book. We can see where they're creating efficiency in terms of call times and, and where they're getting more productivity. And so that's really what matters to our customers. They're not so worried about, you know, the internal health score or the, you know, the adoption numbers internally. And so that's where I truly mm-hmm. believe, you know, you have to come from, you know, an outside in perspective. And, you know, quite candidly, you have to speak the universal language of what's in it for me and, and think about your customers mm-hmm. first in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to come back to your Align program. How are you using technology that you have in place right now to track the results of the program? Um, well, I'd be remiss to not say that technology is an incredibly um, important component to this. And so our success yeah. platform uh, has really covered our needs in, in many areas uh, to, you know, the underlying framework has been built out in success plans. And so I mentioned this is a three-quarter play, right? This isn't mm-hmm. just, you know, Q1, we're going to do this and abandon it. And so when we collected right. information uh, last year in Q4, actually came through uh, what was, you know, the construct was a survey, but it populated where our customers' priorities were. And it started to build out three-quarter uh, playbooks or three-quarter success plans that at that point we started to attach the playbooks. Now, when we attach those playbooks, we know underneath all of those, there's both adoption components and then there's actually um, value metrics. And so when the success manager um, puts the start date in for whichever component we're going to measure for that quarter, it pulls in the baseline of the adoption score plus the, the baseline of the business value metric that we know we can measure on the platform. Okay, cool. Um, It seems like this is kind of leading to my next question, really, which is the future. What are you planning to do with Align down the road? And how do you see it developing as you scale Service Titan? Great question. So I'm going to answer it a couple different ways. I think uh, the first is we'll we'll onboard a lot of new customers this year. And so Mm -hmm. uh, back to that point around, it's a tool in the the CSM's uh, toolkit to pull out as new customers are ramping up, we can draw from these plays. And what's great is as you have a new customer uh, starting with you, I'm sure you know many of the Success League listeners can, can relate to this, is that uh, you've got a broad set of capabilities and you're looking objectively at a customer and determining where's mm-hmm. the next point of value realization. And so you can offer that up um, proactively and potentially talk about how other customers have been successful on it. So that's one way we're going to do it. Uh, The other piece that we're going to evaluate in Q4 of 2019 is after we've run three sets of plays that are, to to some degree, um, cross-functional in nature from a customer's business, uh, how does that all start to tie together? And in 2020, 
figure out, can we get um, more advanced in the way we integrate plays? Can you both grow revenue and achieve efficiency at the same time? What does that play look like? So that you're starting you mm-hmm. know, to, to accomplish two things at one time. Uh, the other piece is with most SaaS platforms, you're constantly enabling uh, new capabilities. And so as we have that product introduction mm-hmm. over the year, we're going to think through what are those playbooks and how do they contribute to those value pillars and make sure that we really uh, recommit to those and bring a new set of, of best practices for the 2020 year and, and recommit to those customers that have been with us uh, you know, for, many, for many years and hopefully more to come. I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear how this goes for you over the course of the year. And um, I'm excited to see it develop as you as you go forward, too. So maybe we'll get you back on the show so you can talk about the results as those start to become more clear as the program gets a little uh, more mature. So it's, it's exciting. So, John, if a listener wanted to kick off a similar program in their company, where would you recommend that they start? What are the critical pieces of this kind of a program? I would say the the first step is really understanding what plays or what best practices offer the most value uh, to your customers. That's that's the initial starting point uh, for us. Okay, we had about believe it or not um, twenty that we first saw, and we were <laughs> able to distill yeah. that down to twelve uh, because what we did is we then started to look at the data of who was really implementing those. So we started there, and then we prioritized. Mm-hmm. The next step okay. was, and this was pretty natural for us just because who we are as a company, tying it back to your brand promise. It's all about mm-hmm. reiterating the value that you know was set up even in the sales cycle, right? Before somebody even became a mm-hmm. customer. So that goes back to delivering on that promise. But the last piece, and I really believe this is what makes it so critical and so so I think high impact, is being targeted and disciplined in the execution. Um, so many customers out of, you know, incredible excitement and, you know, you know, the investment that they're making in you as a partner want to accomplish everything at once. And I truly believe in the value of incrementalism, right? Let's, let's tackle something Uh 90 days, make that happen. We all know change management and adoption can be tricky. And so give it the amount of time to really settle in and become part of the day-to-day operation and then move on to the next play. And I think that's what, could really, um, you know, make or break somebody that's starting this out of the gate is if you scope it too big, or you try to get too ambitious, uh, that it becomes overwhelming for the CSM. And then the customer isn't necessarily seeing the traction and you could lose their buy-in. And so be thoughtful about that. Okay, great. So last question, and this is one we ask all of our guests, uh, what do you see as the biggest trend right now in customer success and why? Yeah, I'm going to, I think I'm going to answer that two ways. I think I want to answer it uh, first from, you know, a customer perspective. And I, I do believe we are seeing that shift away from, um, adoption toward outcomes and really tying it to value. Um, Mm -hmm. that I think is, is going to continue. Um, I, you know, when, when you and I uh, chatted on site here a couple of weeks ago, we even talked about the QBR, right. And and how that's starting to move away. Uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about it, if, if your customer has multiple, um, you know, software as a service providers, how many QBRs are they going to have in a quarter? And so how much mind share are you going to get from them when you show up with your great slides that are structured in the way 
you think represents <laughs> your company the best and tied to the adoption or you know consumption metrics you're trying to drive, you're not going to get a ton of mindshare. So I think that shift right. of saying, let's have a really meaningful, you know, not necessarily time-bound call to discuss what's important to you and how do we get there really changes the game in, in a relationship. Uh, the other trend, though, that I also start to see from a, from a company perspective uh, is how are you parlaying uh, your success activities to drive uh, more advocacy and ultimately whether it's specific um, hard numbers on the revenue side or, or more, um, you know, building a network or an ecosystem of customers helping customers or customers bringing prospects. I think that's such an important trend uh, to really understand the value of, of a success function and how that, mm -hmm. you know, ultimately feeds a customer journey or a customer lifecycle, which in my mind should always be an infinite loop. Right, it's not a straight line. It should right. always be feeding back yeah. in because one, if you can build that ecosystem of customers helping customers, it's just going to simply grow through a network effect. Uh, but the other piece of being a software as a service provider, um, as we are, you know, building, you know, new capabilities and hopefully, um, you know, industry um, setting capabilities that that people can adopt those and you'll see the best practices emerge through that, through that ecosystem as well. Yeah. I think that that that's really great. And especially for organizations that, you know, don't maybe have um, huge price points, it's a little tough to sort of be the ones that are always providing everything to all of your customers all of the time. And if you can create that ecosystem, then that can really help um, get those customers the value they need and the help they need, but not necessarily have to come from you as a company. And it, it helps um, keep costs down, which, you know, as we're out there and we're trying to demonstrate the value of, of customer success in the marketplace, it's important for us to keep costs in mind too. You know, it, it's important for our teams to be tied to revenue in some way. And I think it's important for us to um, be mindful of costs. And I, I think that's something I see coming up a lot uh, for companies is really, you know, proving the return on investment um, that the company is making in their customer success efforts. So absolutely. And yeah, it, I love it. It also adds, I think, to another point of if you truly want to be the industry leader, uh, your customers make mm -hmm. that decision to a degree. Uh, you should always mm -hmm. be showing up with um, leading edge um capabilities, uh, an incredibly solid platform, and uh, a, a success model and an engagement model that really resonates with them. But a part of that, I think, for us at Service Titan, we're, we're truly humble. And we are constantly listening to our customers because we, we know uh, they are the experts on their business. And we want to just keep bringing them a platform that creates new capabilities. And we only do that through those deep relationships. Um, you know, when we talk mm -hmm. about the Service Titan customer, they are truly the blue collar backbone of America. And so we don't take lightly uh, what they do for, for their customers every single day. And so by not cultivating that, that community and not listening intently, um, we are slowing that down. And so we never want to be in that position. We always want to be uh, the first company that comes to mind when they're thinking about um, where their business is going next and how do they get there. Mm -hmm. 
Very cool. Well, John, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. I know the listeners have found this topic really interesting and are going to learn a lot from your approach to your program. I think you have a really amazing program that's obviously benefiting both your team and your clients. So great job. And I really appreciate you joining us today. Absolutely. I would welcome um, the opportunity to come back and share more with you as we have more results. And if any of the Success League listeners uh, wanted to learn more, uh, you can reach me at at, my email here at Service Titan, which is jlano at servicetitan.com or I'm on LinkedIn. So happy to connect with uh, anybody that might see uh, value in, in what we're doing here. Thanks so much, John. I also want to thank our sponsors, Strike Deck and the Success League. To learn more about Strike Deck, you can visit strikedeck.com and follow Strike Deck on LinkedIn or at Strike Deck on Twitter. To find out more about the Success League, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io, and follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. To get all of the latest episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And finally, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time. 